is the main event. What you gonna do? If you're some man! Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be! Woo! Yeah! Who is? I am the game! Costoco said so. Oh my god! What I'd like to have right now. Rest in peace, Lord. Be the man! You gotta beat the man! Are you ready? Everyone has a price. Yeah, I've come here to fight. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Introducing your old school pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, Beyond the Bell. Just when you thought you had all the answers, he changed the questions. Welcome to Beyond the Bell, powered by the SNS Radio Network. I'm your host, Sean Beckerman, back with you to cover all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. After a brief hiatus, but we return, unfortunately, on a sad note. We lost one of the true legends and icons in professional wrestling, the Hot Rod, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Another huge blow to professional wrestling fans just on the heels of losing, after losing the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, we now suffer another loss. Hall of Famer, true pioneer of the industry, one of the forerunners, he built the rock and wrestling connection alongside another controversial figure over the past couple of weeks, Hulk Hogan. There would be no Hulk Hogan if Roddy Piper wasn't on the other side, being the heel, being the true villain. Tonight, we pay tribute to the Hot Rod. We go back in the Beyond the Belt archive to remember Piper's pit, as well as some of the most memorable moments and matches of Roddy Piper's professional wrestling career just as in Dusty Rhodes and our celebration of the American Dream tonight we remember the high spots the career highlights of Roddy Piper and take you back to our special covering one one of if not the greatest talk show segment in professional wrestling history Piper's Pit but that will not do it in terms of content covering the hot rod we will return with another edition of Beyond the Bell in which we will cover his entire career from top to bottom. So stay tuned for that portion of the Hot Rods tribute on Beyond the Bell. But tonight we cover Piper's Pit and some of his greatest moments and matches. Tonight's show is exclusively here to remember the rowdy one. So after this quick break, we take you back to the archives of Beyond the Bell as we remember Piper's Pit. Before Gazelle.com, seems all I delivered after the holidays were bills. People were not thrilled to see me. Gazelle changed all that. 
If you get a new smartphone or iPad, they make it easy to get cash for your old one. That was fast. <laughs> hey, always put the happy envelope on the top. Get your happy envelope. Over a million people trust Gazelle to turn used electronics into cash. How much can you get? Find out now at gazelle.com. Are you having trouble watching streaming media outside of the United States? Or do you want to protect your identity and location over the internet? Unblock Us is the answer for you. Faster than any VPN, Unblock Us is a great service which allows any device to access media streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, and iPlayer from anywhere in the world without needing to use a VPN. Unblock Us is not a traditional VPN service. They route your location requests through their own servers, which in turn masks your true location to those sites which require it. They work with more devices than a traditional VPN does such as Apple TV, Xbox, and PlayStation, as well as all your traditional devices, like phones, tablets, and PCs. Think it's too hard to set up? Unblockus offers one of the largest collections of user-friendly setup guides ever seen, covering computers, game consoles, routers, TVs, and mobile devices. At just $4.99 per month, all of your devices are covered, no hidden messages or services. Unblock Us offers a seven-day unrestricted free trial. All you need is an email address to begin the trial with no upfront payment details. So go now to snsradionetwork.com or btbcast.com and click on the Unblock Us banner and start watching your favorite videos with full security and anonymity. Roddy Piper's first professional match came at the tender age of 15, and it wasn't pretty. Larry the Axe Hennig demolished the rookie in a mere 10 seconds, but the thrill of stepping into the ring with a legend and walking away with a whole $25 had Piper hooked. In the late 1970s, Piper made a name for himself in the NWA. Then upon entering the WWE in 1984, Hot Rod exploded onto the national scene. I was Rowdy before Rowdy was cool. Rowdy Roddy Piper was arguably the most obnoxious and the most irritating superstar in the history of the WWE. He was also one of the most entertaining. We don't want to cause you guys any trouble because we know how intelligent you are. The Rowdy one operated only at full volume especially in his revolutionary interview segment, The Incomparable Piper's Pit. Yo, Mr. Cameraman, come on over here. You're a very ugly person. I understand big body, little tiny weenie brain. Oh, 
this is the segment where we take you backstage behind the scenes to give you an idea, a glimpse of what it's like to be a professional wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. And of course, since we're talking about Piper's Pit and Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper, why not talk about my experience announcing Rowdy Roddy Piper and Piper's Pit on an independent wrestling show. How fitting, right? What an experience this was. I didn't really have much interaction with Piper backstage, so my story isn't really my one-on-one relationship I have with him behind the scenes, even though he complimented me after the show, saying I had a great voice. It made him feel like he was going back in time working for the WWF when Piper's Pit initially debuted. Great compliment. It That alongside with Al Snow's compliment of me is one of the greatest moments of my professional career. Piper was really busy before the show doing an autograph signing, so he didn't spend much time initially backstage with the, sta- with the other crew and the other staff and the other wrestlers on the show because it, it ran basically up until showtime. But the, I cannot tell you the feeling I got I literally had goosebumps when I announced introducing Piper's Pit, you know, and calling out Rowdy Roddy Piper. I was a little kid on my couch watching Piper's Pit, eating my pancakes and eggs. Remember watching Piper's Pit on Superstars of Wrestling. And I was now having the opportunity to announce Piper's Pit and Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hall of Famer Roddy Piper. The goosebumps were off the charts. And then Piper stepped in the ring, and then I was I was so nervous when he walked up to me, of course, because this is an icon, the guy you watched when you were a kid, handing the microphone off to him. I know a big thing with Piper is he doesn't like when, or not that he doesn't like it, but he thinks it's funny when people hand the microphone and run away. Uh, he thinks it's funny that they're afraid of him, but... So I knew that going into it. So, of course, when I handed the microphone, I shook his hand, and he nodded, and it made me feel special that he didn't think I was just going to run away, and I really savored the moment as opposed to my time with Bret Hart announcing him where it was rather quick when I handed him the mic, which we'll get into when I had that opportunity. We'll talk about that opportunity when I had to announce him. But Roddy Piper, just calling his name, announcing his name, then hearing his music, what a moment, fans. That is why I do what I do to this day. And I balance a full-time working schedule, my family life at home, and ring announcing all together. Plus my work with the New York Jets all together, wrapped up into one. That's why I do it still to this very day. Of course, my dream is to work for the WWE one day or a big-time promotion, TNA Impact Wrestling, as a ring announcer to bring back some old-school feel to ring announcing. That's my ultimate dream, ultimate goal. That's everyone's pipe dream everyone's dream job that's mine so that's why I still do it to this very day but Roddy Piper and Piper's Pit me having the opportunity the honor to announce him and that segment will forever go in my books as one of the greatest moments in my professional wrestling announcing career so courtesy of Barbershop Window and ringannouncing.com on YouTube Barbershop Window is the only place that you'll actually find wrestling t-shirts that are cool to wear They make wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear out in public. Barbershopwindow.com. Follow them on Twitter at bshopwindow. So courtesy of ringannouncing.com on YouTube as well, let's go back and listen to my honor, my opportunity to announce Piper's Pit 
and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Piper's Beat! It is our honor and privilege to introduce to you wrestling legend and WWE Hall of Famer, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper! in a bar in St. Louis, Vince McMahon Jr. said, I says, tell you what, if you give me five weeks of bow tie and a mic stand, if I don't have the job done, I'm out of here. Tonight I have two special announcements I'm very pleased to make. Victory Magazine, which is the only sanctioned publication in the World Wrestling Federation, is changing its name. Next time I come to TV, it says Pipe is fit, I'm going, oh, jeez, and everybody else is kind of going, Amigo, what's that? I'll be done. The new article will be Piper's Pit. And with me tonight is Roddy Piper, who is the author of the new article. And I'm delighted to have him with me this evening. Roddy? Let me, just let me have this for a second here. <laughs> I just, you know, kind of made it up as it went along. I am the originator of Piper's Pit, and I'd like to explain why, uh, especially to you. Uh, you have been doing a tremendous job, and... Uh, with a few flaws, and I, I'm trying to be uh, political when I say this. You're being kind of stupid. When, no, no, no. You wait. You know, you wait a minute. This is my show now. You wait a minute. You just wait a minute. He knew what he wanted to say, and, and he had his way of saying it and everything, and it was good. The Piper's Pit, hard to beat. This is the heat of seed right there. What I'm telling you is this. I will not pull no punches. This is Piper's Corner. Let me tell you something. I will ask questions you don't have guts enough to. I will ask questions only I got guts enough to. It's as simple as this. When R.P. talks, brother, people listen. That's what started Piper's Pit. What I'm doing out of the kindness of my heart, I have a gentleman here named Frank Williams. In the dressing room, Frankie Williams on Piper's Pit. What? <laughs> and I'm going, hmm. Nobody knew anything about it. Frank Williams, first of all. So, where, where are you are from? You? I'm Columbus, Ohio. You're from Columbus, Ohio? Come on, baby. You're only Puerto Rican I know that's got freckles. From Columbus, Ohio. I've wrestled in Columbus, Ohio. I've never lost a match in Columbus, Ohio. Have you ever lost a match? Yeah. You have. And it was what I think everybody would want to see, you know, on a talk show. Somebody that can't speak well or somebody that can't, you know, make a comeback. Somebody that can't answer your questions. Great. Eat them alive. And Piper did. And it was, it was revolutionary at the time. It had never been done before. Instead of going after a man, you just back off from him. Maybe a little cowardism. Maybe what you do, maybe you should be making pizzas. I'm not a coward nobody. I'm not afraid of nobody. Otherwise, I won't wait be Wait a second, down. wait a second, wait a second. Just relax, relax. This is, this is verbal. This is not physical. Pizzas or something like that. I said, you know, you're a nice guy, but you're a lousy wrestler. You've never won a match. Now he's hot. And now the cameraman's going, you know, Get off a minute, so I'm getting off it. Okay, Frankie. Okay, Frankie. Get out, Frankie. And boom, and I nail him just a couple times off the curtain. And 
simple as that. Here comes Frankie back. <laughs> He's gonna get his first win. <laughs> and I had to get out. I had to knee him. Boom, got him out. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. That whole thing, because you had the most ridiculous answer, but at the same time, you understood that Frankie wasn't lying or nothing. He was just being Frankie. If that first sentence might have been, well, you know, I, I was born in San Juan and then we rode over and, you know, I got to Columbus in the end. I might not have it a second week. When he said, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, we're rolling. And it set the tone for everything. And guys didn't want to come on it. Here we have this week on Piper Sit, of course, Andre the Giant, uh, supposedly the biggest man in the world ever. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, where are you from, Andre? There was this behind-the-stage joke that he had been doing with me, which was, I think, is, is that your water, Andre? None of your business. Well, I've been going around for like three weeks, or I don't know, just one of those stupid things that was going around the dressing room. So when I got out in the Piper's pit, I, whatever the first question I asked him, you know what he said to me? I'm sorry, do, do you speak English? Where do you come from? Not of your business. So when I heard him do that, then it was... It was time to get right into it. I understand big body, little tiny weenie brain. I can understand that. That's very simple. When he picked me up, you know, it, it was a great. Uh, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Come on! Hey, you ain't nothing! You ain't nothing! I'll tell you one thing right now! You want to fight Andre? You're going to find out one thing! You do not throw rocks! And a man who's got a machine gun! You don't throw rocks, the guy's got a machine gun. Not quite sure where it came from, but it fit the situation. Here's a guy that was intelligent, quick-witted, and coming up with lines that either made you hate him or made you laugh. And it was a good part for our business. Well, the one incident that will always come to mind is the, the one with Jimmy Superfly Snooker with the coconuts, with the humiliation. All of a sudden, we got a bunch of people writing in. This guy here comes, I don't know, maybe comes sniveling to the, uh, sniveling to the people, comes and cries, Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to say nothing on the bit. Hmm. The greatest compliment that one performer can do for another is to make his guest better, while at the same time raising his game as well. Yeah, you go put it in the metal greasy pot. You want to do something, then you go ahead, you say exactly what you want to say to these people. So Piper would have a guest on. When the whole damn thing was over, Piper was more hated, and the guest was more loved or had more notoriety. I want you to make, wait a second, I want to make you feel at home. All of a sudden I get this bag from Hanks with bananas and pineapples and coconuts in it, you know, and I thought, yeah, okay, well, it's PG, all right, we got some props here to work with, and... You know, didn't he say this was all right? <laughs> Got yourself a pineapple. Watch you feel at home. Watch you feel like the Fiji Islands. Kind of like the women, you know? Kind of long, frosty hair on top, round on the bottom. Got your pineapple. Here's the pineapples that look like the women with the hair and the brown body. Ethnic comedy or any comedy. Redneck comedy. You know, people are insulted. Their, their gender, their race, their wives, their husbands, their kids, whatever. Piper had it down to it. He was, a, he was a master He had bananas. You know, we're doing the interview and he's pulling out these bananas and stuff. You want bananas? Add yourself. 
about like making fun of me, like uh, calling me, you know, monkey. The only thing I didn't get, I didn't get a tree for you to climb up and down like a monkey, like you want to do. You want to be a big shot. And I'm John Coconuts. He says, "Are you trying to disrespect me, brother?" No, no, no. What do you want, man? Am I making fun of you? Oh, no, sir. Then before I knew it, I got hit with the coconut over the head. I reared back like Nolan Ryan and boom! I mean, he hit him that hard to bust that coconut, knock the set over. Man hit Jimmy Snooker. Nobody could have been ready for that moment. I loved it because it was so ridiculous. You know, you hit the guy with a coconut. Who expects someone to get hit with a coconut? Freaking exploded everywhere. What an intense freaking magical moment. Everybody's favorite is because that's the most memorable. That's the most intense. All you see was just like stars from everywhere. I thought I killed him because the way he was going down this way. His body was out of sync. I had moved the alignment, you know. <laughs> the light wasn't on on the Motel 6. The feeling that I had at this time now, while I'm coming through a little bit, I'm going nuts. I mean, right now I'm crazy already. You started moving, then I figured you'd go kill me. <laughs> and I took my weight, fella. Big, strong, tough guy. And I'm whipping him, man. And I know my dressing room door is right behind me. He kept whipping me with this thing, and I kept trying to crawl towards him, trying to crawl, trying to get him. He was just teasing me. When I got into the, my industrial door dressing room, I was on the side, hold the door as hard as I could, because I needed some Jimmy. And boom, was like the next thing I thought, the indentation of Fijian. I tried to go through the door, and I couldn't. And I said, all right, brother, his time was coming too, brother. And, uh, I was looking forward to that. I tell you what, was a drag. I was wrestling him for the next eight months. Every guest that came on Piper's Pit was assured of two things. They would leave with more notoriety. We know how intelligent you are. Oh, yeah. You do it. Yeah. And they would talk less than Rod. What is wrong with the junkyard dog? Junkyard dog get hurt, and he said to me, Wait a second, you dumb I know he's hurt. That's the first thing. Of course, Roddy got the last word in. Your ears are all nasty and naughty. I know that your nose is smeared all over your face. You stink! You stink! And the whole damn wedding stinks! It took something that people are used to seeing, late night TV, which was very, very popular, put it in our show, and have a guy that was so quick-witted with the one-liners. Now I know why he's got a mask on. Oh, fat's all here. <laughs> and boom, it was instant success. It added another dimension to our business. Bow-legged, big, fat, ugly penguin shouldn't mess with polar bear. Bringing out the different people on the Piper's Pit, you knew something was going to happen. It was not going to end just by going, OK, we'll see you next week. Get out of here! You know what? You both stay. They all know it. We had some good ones. Shaving the midget. That was one of my favorites. And the hated kid was a, ah, ah. And I held him up like this, and the little legs were kicking, and Roddy shaving the, ah, ah. Well, that was with the big angle with Andre the Giant and Hulk. What are you doing, man? You're bleeding, bro. It's the last thing to hurt. It had to be done in Piper's pit. The two biggest things that made WrestleMania 3 was Andre ripping that chain off and being on Saturday Night Main Event. 
Well, there was always something took place in a Piper's Pit. And I think that's why people liked it so much, because you never know what to expect. Uh, we would like to caution you about viewing this piece. It is not a pretty sight at all. So please, those of you, be forewarned. Let's take you now to the videotape. Very simple. All of a sudden, we got a bunch of people writing in. This guy here comes, I don't know, maybe he comes sniveling to the, uh, sniveling to the people, comes and cries, Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to say nothing on the pit. Hmm. Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to do nothing. You want a chance, everybody wants to be like Roddy Piper. You want a chance, you want a chance to say something, brother? I'll tell you what, man, here you go. Take the little microphone, there you go, there you go. Put it in the little greasy paws. You want to do something, then you go ahead, you say exactly what you want to say to these people. You can do just a second. I want you to, wait a second, I want to make you feel at home. Before we start, you want to be the big shot. You want to do all the talking. You want to really think all these people. Got yourself a pineapple. Watch you feel at home. Watch you feel like the Fiji Islands. Kind of like the women, you know? Kind of long, frosty hair on top, round on the bottom. Got your pineapple. You want to be a happy person? What do you want, huh? What do you want? Do you want bananas? You want to talk? Go ahead and talk, huh? Go ahead and talk. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You want bananas? You want bananas? We got bananas. Here we go. You want bananas? Have yourself a banana. Huh? This is what you want. You want to talk? You ain't saying nothing. What's wrong, huh? You want to come up here like a big shot? What do you want? You want coconuts. Here I went. I got the coconuts. Ah, I just like that. Come on. 
on what was arguably the most famous episode of Piper's Pit. Piper interviewed Jimmy Supervali Snuka. During this episode, Piper tried to make Snuka feel at home. After Snuka accused Piper of insulting him, Piper smashed a coconut shell over Jimmy Snuka's head. After that, he proceeded to throw him around and shove a banana down his throat before leaving through a back door, escaping a furious Snuka. Piper and bodyguard Kelby Bob Orton kidnapped the Haiti kid after a match, tied him to a chair, and shaved his head, Mr. T-style, on the pit set. While this was going on, Piper makes the illogical comment, If we can do this to you, can you imagine what I'm going to do to Mr. T? Just setting up their feud during WrestleMania season. Piper interviews Andre the Giant and claims it is amazing that Andre has a big body and a tiny weenie brain and asks Andre if Big John Studd has slammed him before. And after Andre says never and makes it clear to Piper that he can never be slammed, Piper then says, if I'm given five minutes, I could slam you myself. To which Andre responds by picking him up by the front of his shirt and throws him. He threw him off the set before leaving. After Andre leaves, Piper responds and says, Andre, do you want to fight? You don't throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun. Piper, during these segments, was so special, so unique by throwing out those one-liners. This is 
is your chance to back out. This is your chance to back out. You may act crazy, but you really ain't crazy. You just act like you're crazy. I know you take cheap shots. You took a cheap shot of me when I came in the ring last time. But you ain't gonna try that when I'm watching you. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Cheap shot. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let me. People don't know it, but other than being a fantastic wrestler, I'm a great artist. And I want to show you. Whoa. Whoa. Because he. Well, can you talk his language? Whoa. Say whoa to him. I want to show you something because one picture is worth a thousand words, and you have this tremendous series called the A Team. You could. You could wind up looking like this. I painted this myself with your arm and a cast. You could wind up taking, I'm very serious. I'm not, show these people here. I'm not fooling around at all. What I'm saying is you could ruin, wait a second. Show me another picture. I painted a couple for you because I, is that supposed to scare me? Show me some pictures. I will admit, Mr. Piper, I'll give you that credit. You are a good artist. But drawing pictures of me, that do not move me. Wait a second. I don't know what moves you. Uh, x lax that may move you, man. How about this here, huh? How about this with the leg? Do you understand what I'm saying? Forget the leg one. Show me, show, give me that last one there. I want you to see what can happen to you if on the 31st, I'm close secret in all these theaters around the country, brother. This is exactly what you could end up looking like here, and there would be no more A-team, no more nothing. I'm giving you one more chance. Give it up and get out. Well, I'm going to tell you personally, Piper, on dog. I am getting a little bit turned of all this here. I should be a trainer right now. You know, I, I come out here. I don't have time to be joking. You know, perturbed, perturbed. You want to see perturbed? Hang on, man. You want to see silly? You want to see ridiculous? Man? Hey, you want to see silly? Look how silly.
and I will not disappoint you. So when the 31st come, don't look for a lot of sweet moves by me. I only know one thing that's pain. I don't play fair. I'm going to be hitting, scratching, but I'm going to be doing every dirty trick in the book. That's all I know. We got to win. In a pit emanating from Madison Square Garden, Piper played mind games with his guest, Mr. T, showing some rather humorous cartoons of what the star of the A-Team may look like after their main event at WrestleMania, and takes it to higher levels by wearing a Mr. T cap and mocking Mr. T's mohawk hairstyle. On a very special pit on May 11th of 1985, it was an edition of Saturday Night's main event, Piper berates and betrays Mr. Wonderful Paul Ordorff in the wake of their recent loss to Mr. T and Hulk Hogan in the main event of the very first WrestleMania. Piper then tries to jump Orndorff, but is beat to the punch. Orndorff goes off on both Piper and bodyguard Orton, then attempts to pile-drive Piper, but he is blindsided by Orton and his cast from behind. For home video only, Piper is on the set interviewing his all-time favorite guest, himself using the merge screen technique, where it was Piper interviewing Piper. And during this time, you could definitely tell that Piper was not himself. He definitely was on something or was influenced by something other than his unique talents, so to speak. A lot of controversy as we've been going on along about Cindy Lauper. Blue Albino and some jerk comes out here named Dave Wolf says Cindy Lauper is supposed to come out. And time after time... We try to get Cindy Lauper to come out, and all of a sudden there's no Cindy Lauper. I do happen to have the album cover of Cindy Lauper, which they are giving to the uh, folks out there. But you know, I'm the kind of guy that I just don't fool around. I'm not the kind of guy just to say something and then don't get it done. You see, when RP talks, people listen. And if I want to get something done, I get it done. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you the female entertainer of the year, Miss Cindy Lauper herself. to say you you look wonderful cindy it's been a long time coming for us to to try to get you here cindy has flown seven thousand miles to come here and see us and one thing that i admire about you is we both have something in common we are both number one at what we do and you time after time and the records that you have out the girls just want to have fun with with all your they do. They do. <laughs> hey, they're just girls just want to have fun. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Oh, well, I'm glad to come back. I've been in Europe. It's nice to see all the wrestling fans from the WWE. And, um, and you, Rodney, how are you? It's great. I've been in Europe. I've been in London. Um, You've been in London, England. Where? London, England, same thing. London, England, same thing. Tell me, who does your hair? Oh, uh, me and Patrick. We do it. Where's Patrick? Oh, he's in the back somewhere. He helps me out. Pat, Pat. You look terrific. You look terrific. You know, as, as we were saying, we're both number one in, in what we do. And uh, I'm a self-made man. And I realize that uh, through, through the time, you've had a lot of friends uh, help you out. And especially one Captain Lou Albino, your manager, the man who has taken care of you and actually brought you from nothing and taken you up. Ronnie, wait, wait. Yes, darling. No, I love Lou, but he's not my manager. A lot of people think that. 
Special guest 80s pop star Cindy Lauper attacks Captain Lou Albano and Piper himself after hearing enough insults from Albano, another famous moment during Piper's pit. In late 1985, Piper invites Bruno San Martino onto his show at Madison Square Garden to insult him exclusively. San Martino refuses to participate in the interview until Orton agrees to leave the ring. Piper and Orton eventually attack San Martino, but the living legend gets the upper hand. In one of the more noted episodes of Piper's Pit, he interviewed jobber Frankie Williams. He tells him that he's worthless and beats him up. This is where Piper coins one of his famous quotes. Just when you think they've got all the answers, I change the question. On Piper's Pit, we have George the Animal Steel. Oh, he's a little different. He's a little... Hey, it's not George the Animal Steel, big man. I took care of George the Animal Steel. You see, I gave him a big 8x10 poster of Elizabeth, and he's drooling in the corner somewhere. Look who's here, baby. The mouth of the South. You know what? I'm a man. Are you sure you're not one of the Federats? Come on now. Huh? You're not a cheerleader for these people. Notre Dame, are you? Who do you think you are? I am a man, Piper. You better look at me and listen to me. Don't be looking down at the floor when I'm talking, big boy. Who do you think you are? TG, top gun of the WWF. You humiliated me in front of millions and millions of people. Well, I want respect. I want your respect, big boy. I want your respect. Wait, wait. What, What exactly is it about you that I am supposed to respect? other than the fact that you're a short, scrawny, ugly jerk. Let me tell you something, man. 
I want your respect. You can't push me around. Who do you think you are? You know, because you think you're the biggest, baddest wrestler in the WWF. Because these fat, pimply-faced little girls scream over you when you go to the ring. Because you might... I don't want to beat you up. You're a 120-pound man. I'm 232 pounds. I do not want to beat you up. The best thing you can do is just, first of all, you can get your hands off me. I touch who I want to touch. I don't get mad, baby. I just get even. You better learn that. You understand that? Who do you think you are? I am the mouth of the South, big man. Maybe that'll get your attention, huh? Maybe that'll get your attention when I come out here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the first... I'm gonna let that slap go because I figure that you must be crazy or something. But what I want you to do is go because I got George the Animal Steel and what you do is just no, run you along. You don't run me off. You don't run me off. You don't run me off, Piper. Who do you think you are, boy? Get her inside me, man. That's Get about her. all I'm gonna take for you, you little stinking. Where did Adonis come from? Adonis! Sleeper hold! We're out from no place, Adrian Adonis! I thought he was done for! Adonis! Well, apparently his arm is healed. You talk about healing process, it's healed because there's a sleeper hold. And if I'm not mistaken, McMahon, Rowdy Roddy is going to dreamland. I... Listen to Jimmy Hart. What's Jimmy Hart doing? Look at that duck flowers in his mouth. Well, I'll tell you what, McMahon. Jimmy Hart totally outsmarted Rowdy Roddy Piper on that one. You got to admit it. Piper still out of it. Adrian Adonis changes gimmicks on the spot, foregoing his leather jacket and embodied bad boy biker persona for the more flamboyant, borderline homosexual gimmick that he would take on for the remainder of his World Wrestling Federation tenure. A newly turned face piper, while engaged in a violent feud with adorable Adrian Adonis, is brutally attacked and knocked unconscious during the infamous Flower Shop vs. Piper's pitch showdown by Adonis and former piper allies Bob Orton Jr. and Don Morocco, who then proceeded to destroy the set entirely. A crippled yet enraged Piper would gain the upper hand. And he sought out and obtained his revenge by destroying Adonis's flower shop. His own show, the entire set was destroyed a week later. While at the same time, Piper's pit would be quickly rebuilt, better than ever, and the flower shop never returned. Uninvited guest Jimmy Hart insults and distracts Piper as Adonis comes out of nowhere to make a surprising return from a previous Piper attack to ambush the rowdy one, causing a brawl on the set. With Hart's help, Adonis would eventually get the better of Piper, rendering him unconscious with the goodnight Irene sleeper hold. To add insult to the injury, he put a flower in Piper's mouth before he and Hart walked off set. You don't have to be so kind to me. It's nothing, it's nothing. Hot Rod is here. I would like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I use the term very loosely, I would like to bring out a very special guest. His name 
is Randy Macho Man Savage, and he is the number one free agent in the entire wrestling. Hello, Macho Man! Thank you, baby. I'm feeling real good. I suppose you're wondering right now how I came to my super decision of picking the manager. You know, you had so many managers to pick from, and I was wondering myself, there was, there was that fat cat, Elvano, there was Blassie, there was a Jim Hart, there's all kinds of people, but you chose someone very special, and I'm not really sure why. Very special, and what it did is I came down to staring into a candle for six consecutive hours, and I suppose you'd like to see her right now. Come on out, Liz. Come on out, Elizabeth, and show these people who I tell. Oh, no, no. Look at this. No, please come here. Come between Hot Rod and the Macho Man. Man. Well, I can see, obviously, why you picked her over Albano. There's no. Oh, Albano doesn't have the same pizzazz that Elizabeth has got. If you tell, tell, tell me something. Now, do you handle all his affairs? Oh, well, all I have to say is I'm truly thrilled to be here on Piper's Pit with you today. All right. But the thrill of all, of course, is that I'm in the corner with the Macho Man Randy Savage. He's the biggest thrill. You're in the corner of the Macho Man? This is Ace. You should have shaved, Ace. <laughs> should have shaved for the lady. Kiss right now, watch this. No! Can I have a kiss? Can I have a kiss? Can I, can I kiss? Oh, no, not from you, not from you, man. From her. Andre the Giant turns heel on Hulk Hogan. This is one of the most memorable moments in Piper's Pit history. This impacted me the most as I was really scared for Hogan for the very first time. Andre the Giant comes onto the set with Bobby Heenan and challenges him to a match at WrestleMania 3 and rips off his shirt and crucifix before walking off the set with Heenan as well. Piper shocked many fans by actually comforting Hogan and leading him off stage. About a week later, Hogan returned to the pit to give his answer to whether or not he'll take on Andre's challenge. Of course, it was yes, brother. The blood from the chest of Hogan really made that moment special. It made it feel real. Hogan's cross was ripped off by Andre, and the cross actually cut Hogan's chest. Made it more real, more iconic of a segment which would set up WrestleMania so beautifully. And there's a lot of people I do not see eye to eye with. This particular pit, I'm kind of interested in because I think they made a good pick because I want to look at this person in the eye and I have a few questions. Ladies and gentlemen, the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. But more than that, I want to commend you on getting rid of that 
I believe in the training, the saying the prayers, the eating the vitamins, to be rewarded for living this thing. This is unbelievable. This has got to be just as great as when I won the world title. This is going to be just as great as the first time I saw you, Uncle Maniac. And from here, it's higher and higher we go. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> It's a long time. A long time, yeah. Well, well, nice trophy, a nice trophy here. There you go, Hogan. That's the world heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. We have a real special pit again this week, as you can see, starting this year off right. We had an exceptional one last week, and without further ado, I'd like to again bring out the president of the WWF, Mr. Jack Penny, to come out and please present this special award. Mr. Jack Penny. Thank you very much, Roddy. Now, we're very pleased to honor another extraordinary WWF hero. I'll read what's on the sofa. This man is the all-time greatest athlete in the history of wrestling. This man is the only undefeated wrestler in the WWF history. Please join me in saluting the one and only Andre the Giant.
In a highly emotional pit, Piper announced his retirement because he couldn't bear to hear his children begging him to stay home. He stood on a table to get a better look at the cheering fans, thanked them for supporting him, then took a photo and painting of himself off the back wall of the set and quietly left. This is when he had his goals of entering Hollywood and parted from wrestling for a brief time. The retirement did not last long for the hot rod. At WrestleMania 5, Roddy shot Morton Downey Jr. with a fire extinguisher to counter Morton blowing secondhand smoke in his face. I remember him saying, You don't blow smoke in my face. I asked you, don't blow smoke in my face. I was there in Atlantic City, Caesar's Palace. I couldn't wait to see the hot rod come out. This was his return to the company after a long absence, and he had long hair, a different style, but the same hot rod attitude that made him so special and so famous. And Morton Downey Jr., who was known as the spark plug at the time, a controversial talk show host in himself, could not stand up to the hot rod. Uh, Mr. Donnie, I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't do that again. <laughs> Smoke? Yeah, especially blow up my face. Well, I'm, I tried blowing it out. <coughs> tried blowing it out that way. Sorry. Tried blowing it out that way. Well, Morticia, that's very nice of you. know, let me, let, let's run down your life a little bit here, Morticia. You know, you know, this is a guy here now, I know. You get on the show and, and you start talking to people, because I, I watched you. There was two winos out that day, man. I watched you. Hello. Oh, well, you were standing up. What were we going to do there? Oh. was your father. He was an Irish tenor. His name wasn't Downey. <laughs> Why do you call yourself Morton Downey Jr.? That's the name your mama wanted to call me from the husband who reared me. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> okay. Tell me something then, uh, Mr. Downey. You used to have all these nasty warts all over your face. <laughs> Big nasty green ones. <laughs> the only thing you could go out with was a guy who ran bell and used to walk, hello, nice to see ya. <laughs> what happened to the warts? gave them to a homeless warthog. I didn't know your girlfriend was homeless. <laughs> Mr. Downey. Yes, Mr. Piper. Don't blow no more smoke in my face. I want to ask you now. I'm not wearing a skirt, so that word doesn't go with me. Call the kilt, Mr. Downey. Call the kilt, you hey, see. Listen. L-L-E-D. Sorry, folks, for you who didn't get it, that was K-I-L-L-E-D as in killed. <laughs> You're a real knee slapper, you are, Bubba. Uh, you got this thing you call zip it. I don't understand. Simple. Zip it doesn't mean whip it. It doesn't mean flip it. 
It means zip it. Mr. Downey, you ain't never had a guest like me before. I'm going to tell you something straight up. One time, one time. Mel fight, long hair, skirt, same thing. Later on, he got picked up in a bar as a transvestite. I'm going to ask you one more time. Uh, please don't blow the smoke in my face. Uh, you know, I'm talking to a guy. Now, this is a guy that's here. Uh, thank you very much. It's mighty white of you. This is a guy here. <laughs> you know, that's like the fourth time you've done that, you know. And uh, I'm going to say this to you again. Don't blow no more smoke in my face. Do you understand that? Try it, try it. You're like, what? Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. That's good for you. That's healthy. Look, you can live as long as I have. You know something? You know, wait a second. I judged you wrong. That's true. That that was kind of nice. It gave me that kind of aromusk, uh, early goat's flavor in my lungs and made my skin yellow. You know, yeah. you, would you happen to have one of those for me? I'd like to smoke one of them. Would you mind just light up one of them puppies and, and give it on over to all hot rod here? Would you do that for me? jump ahead to more of the modern-day Piper's Pit segments when he made his return to the WWF, or should I say WWE now, as he made a surprise return during the WrestleMania 19 match that pitted Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. 20 years in the making, Hot Rod turned his back on Hulk Hogan and hit him with a pipe, and we thought sided, we thought at the time he was going to side with Vince McMahon. That wasn't entirely the case, as more so he wanted to go after legendary foe Hulk Hogan. As a result, Piper returned to the Piper's pit on SmackDown. Piper and Sean O'Hare invited a fan from the audience in the ring who was a fan of Mr. America. If you remember from our Hulkamania Chronicles, Mr. America was actually Hulk Hogan. He then proceeded to attack him, which led to his artificial leg being ripped off, thus introducing the world to Zach Gowan. Who could forget on the pit when the boogeyman chewed off the mole on Jillian Hall's face during a segment in the pit where Piper was interviewing Hall's client, John Bradshaw Layfield. 
The Pit made a return to WrestleMania in 2005 with Stone Cold Steve Austin, as mentioned at the top of our program. This is the first time The Pit appeared at the pay-per-view show since WrestleMania 5 with Morton Downey Jr. Welcome to Piper's Pit. Oh, Thank you very much for having me. Shawn Michaels superkicked Piper on the set of the pit a week after he attacked Hulk Hogan following a tag team match, thus promoting his temporary heel character during the Hogan-Michaels feud. Who could forget Jimmy Kimmel's cousin Sal was taught how to wrestle by Piper in a match against Santino Morella, all taking place during the pit then leading into a feud that culminated at WrestleMania between Chris Jericho and the legends of professional wrestling, where Jericho was attacking Jimmy Snuka, Roddy Piper, and of course, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We saw Chris Jericho impersonate Piper and assault Jimmy Snuka on the modern-day version of Piper's Pit, which was leading up to WrestleMania. One of the most underrated segments was when Piper interviewed actor Luis Guzman along with a confused Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden. Who could forget that moment? That was more of one of the underrated moments or shows that Piper hosted in pit history. Master Piper is here. (laughs) I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble finding any brave people to come on the pit. You see, they don't want to come on no more because they're kind of afraid of R.P., Beastmaster. Of course, AC Baby. Yeah, I love you. He's my bodyguard. So this guy, this big fat Captain Louis Albano, all of a sudden, you see, he figures, he figures he's got something to say to me because we've had all this difficulty, and I'd just like to say to you, how you doing, Faxo? You don't impress me, skinny, and you don't impress me. Oh! Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, 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 wait a second. What'd you... Is he supposed to scare me? He not have to scare you. He's not here to scare anybody. This, this is the guy that got beat by a woman. Wait a minute. Let me clarify that. It was Savage that engineered the whole deal. We all know that Elizabeth basically is a good woman. But she's influenced. He's got a mental trance or a verbal trance. He's got her under hypnosis. Nice. Well, who's who's nice? Who, nice. Nice. Elizabeth, you're talking about? Would you would you like to have a date with Elizabeth? Just a minute. Just a minute. Elizabeth has a compassion. Elizabeth. <laughs> Wait. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. 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 Grab him. Grab him. Grab him. He's trying to say Elizabeth merely understands him. That's all. Let me, let me talk. Can I, can I speak with him? Can I can converse with him? Do you know, I'd like to say something to you. Like, you're a very ugly person. Yes, yes. You're really a very stupid. I am very handsome. You really are a very stupid person, aren't you? You know, you couldn't get a date with a $100 bill on your forehead. Yeah, yeah, you think so, huh? Do you know how? Huh? Elizabeth! Elizabeth! Piper has had so many monumental and memorable guests 
Vince McMahon finally appearing on Piper's Pit when he made his return on SmackDown, like we mentioned. Vince McMahon and Piper together in the pit. Such a legendary and iconic segment just for the fact of the vision of seeing Piper and McMahon in the pit. It should be noted also during this time when Piper's Pit returned on SmackDown, even more so when it was on the road uh, without the main set. When Piper's Pit went on the road on house shows or even towards the latter portion of the Piper's Pit era, the pit consisted inside and what took place inside the squared circle where that Scottish plaid was spread all across the apron and the mat of the ring and you had basically bar stools with plaid on top of them signifying the pit. Of course, two stools, maybe three, who knows what the guest you had. And instead of taking place off to the side of an arena or maybe backstage or pre-taped, it was live in the middle of the arena in front of the entire audience. One of the world's greatest managers, a man of talent surpassed none, to be here on Piper's Pit, sir. I have most respect for you. Thank you very much. And you know that, that, that you're unique because you always, you always come up with somebody from another country. I know you represented some great heavyweight champions. And now you've got this man right here that I don't really understand exactly what he is well he's from uganda please have you know and i admire you roddy you've been doing a fantastic job out here why thank you yes without a doubt the most talked about program in the wrestling profession today thank you now we're talking about my man here kamala you know i got a question one thing kamala beats his 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 stomach sometimes he will not gonna stab me now he he knows that you're a friend i am his friend i like you all right if you don't like him, I mean, it's too no, bad. I do like him. But uh, the man, when he beats himself on his stomach like that, that means he is ready for war. He's ready for war. Where does he, he is ready for war. Where does he come from? He comes from Uganda. From Uganda? The part of Uganda. Well, I don't, and my I don't, man, Friday. Who, this, this, this gentleman here? This, this man here, Friday, he was raising a missionary over in Uganda, and that's how he learned to speak English, and he also associated and mingled with the tribe. But does this man, does he know anything about wrestling, per se, like a, a bridging and double bridges? No, or? the man knows nothing about wrestling. All he knows is brutality, and that's what I love. Well, will he, will he stop? Can you can you handle him when you're... You see, he's beating his stomach right now, and he's pointing objects. What is he? Yeah, he'd look great in a tuxedo, yeah. man. I know for a fact, the first time he's seen himself on TV, yeah. he tore the whole set apart. He thought somebody was trying to emulate him. Oh, no, nobody's emulating him here. They, they better no, not, sir. because... We don't do ma- any and, and those markings on him, they signify that? that he's the chief of his tribe. The man is a cannibal, you know. I don't know. He enjoys human flesh. I didn't realize that. This, Mr. Blassie, it's always a pleasure to have you and this giant Kamala, but for pleasure. Mr. What can you say about Piper's Pit? One of the greatest, if not the greatest talk show segment to ever take place in professional wrestling. Like I mentioned earlier on Behind the Mic, Roddy Piper takes Piper's Pit to the independent scene, and I'm sure he gets plenty of bookings just for the fact of featuring Piper's Pit on your independent show. To this very day, Piper's Pit is one of the most recognized and and popular segments, and when you know Piper's Pit is coming up, whether it's on Raw or even at an independent show, you know you're going to see something special and entertaining. You may not shock the world, but you will definitely have a laugh or two during Piper's Pit. Nowadays, we see Piper's Pit being used as a tool to promote storylines or take them to the next level leading up to a pay-per-view or big event. And typically, Piper has honed his craft, honed his, his ability behind the microphone. 
he was great before. Imagine how much better he is now because he's able to wrap storylines into a great package and get the emotion out of a superstar that may not have been present during the previous build-up to a certain feud. Piper has gone has gotten so good at that role. And now Piper's Pit is mainly used to fuel the fire of a feud leading up to a big-time matchup. I, you could say the most notable time it was used was during the Rock-John Cena feud, when Piper was he was present to, to get some attitude, you could say, to get some fire out of John Cena before his matchup against The Rock at WrestleMania 28. That's what you're trying to do. Let it, me guess. You saw Survivor Series. You. Okay. you saw Madison Square No, Garden. no, wait, wait. Let me just interject something. When all the people were yelling to The Rock to rock bottom you, and he did, they came unglued. I, I, I know, I was there. Listen. Listen. Let him go. No, don't let him go. I know what you're doing. I dig a good word association and social experiment just as much as the next guy. Boots to asses, Shan aside, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. I've been dealing with this my whole career. Forgive me if I'm regurgitating information, but I'd like to tell you firsthand. I'm going to tell you what they already know. There is a group of people who know who I am, know what I believe in, know what I stand for. And I am extremely loyal. I am extremely loyal to all of those people. But I also know that you can't please everybody. There's going to be some people that walk into a building, buy a ticket, and want to tell me to go to hell. That, that is what makes the WWE energy that you are talking about. It is that simple. They can do what they want. <laughs> no. Now, you can do what you want, and they will allow you to. What you're doing is you're not caring. Any. You know what's happened. I'll tell you exactly what's happened. You ain't going to like it either. You are the face of the WWE. You are the man. And the booing, the booing is getting louder and louder and louder. And you're using it. You're losing it. You are losing it. You know what's going to happen? If you don't suck it up and start telling these people exactly what you think, because this ain't Mick Foley's have a nice day stuff. This is Roddy Roddy's reality check. And if you don't tell them what you're thinking about them, you will be the loser of the biggest WrestleMania in history. You know what? You're going a little overboard. You're a Hall of Famer. You've seen the show. I'll tell you what. Let me take you back to WrestleMania 22 in Chicago, where I faced Triple H. Oh, they loved me that night. Oh, oh 
Better yet, how about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony the night before dedicated to the late Eddie Guerrero? And I can't repeat, I can't repeat the words that the audience said to me that night. Oh, uh, speaking of Chicago, CM Punk, Money in the Bank, they loved me that night too. And uh, I remember I had a TLC match with Edge in Toronto. Here's the kicker, this one's a great one. Hammerstein Ballroom, ECW's one night stand. Hot Rod, compared to all those nights, Madison Square Garden was a cakewalk. Shut up! No, wait! That's enough! No! It no was, what? Listen, it was New York being New York. People were having fun. They were excited to see The Rock. I'm a fan. I was excited to see The Rock. He did great. He had a great night. One great night. Look around you, man. See those two kids right in the front row? You see them? They're having the time of their lives. That's why I don't get fixed. Hey, no, 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 just, just give me a second. I had three make-a-wishes today. I met three fantastic families that are here among this crowd, having the time of their lives. I look in the front row, I see members of our armed services having the time of their lives here tonight. I want you to do something. I want you to do something real quick before you fly off the handle. I want you to read this. This, this is why it'll never get to me. This is why I will never get rattled. And this is why I can walk into Miami April 1st, and if they like me, great. And if they hate me, whatever. But I still believe in myself. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. And I know I can beat The Rock at WrestleMania. That's energy. That's energy. You know what I know? I know this. I came a long way to have you in Piper's Pit. And I'll tell you why. I know your whole career. I've watched the damn thing. I'm proud of you. It was my generation that passed the torch to you, and you rose the bar higher than we could ever think about it. I know that. Hang on. And I know the rock comes one day. Yippee. Meanwhile, every day, John Cena is stepping up to the plate. Every day, John Cena is taking on all comers. Every day, John Cena is saying hi to our armed forces. Every day, hi to the little kids. Every day. How much energy can you tap into? Because I'll tell you something, I've seen it all, and I've done it all, and I have the jewelry to prove it. One more thing. Hold your paw out. It's a big hand. From a Hall of Famer to a future Hall of Famer. If you don't get this off your chest, and get it right with these folks, Nush, you will be in denial, and it's going to kill your chances for everything I'm you want to do. With all due respect, I don't, I, this is a fine gesture, but you don't, I'm in a good place. You don't know what you're talking about. You're in a good place? I'm going to help you win.
but how can you really recap and do justice the impact that Piper's Pit has made on the industry? Without Piper's Pit, who knows what might have happened with other storylines and the flow of professional wrestling history. Piper's Pit laid the groundwork for so many feuds, so many superstars, and so many other talk shows which have, t- have took the spirit of Piper's Pit and implemented it in a different way to reflect that superstar's character. You could say the most recent example was The Miz now, hosting his own talk show, Miz TV. You've seen Carlitos Cabana. Of course, we mentioned uh, The Flower Shop with Adrian Adonis. We saw The Barber Shop take place, which had a monumental moment, which we'll get into on our next edition. But we'll talk more about those shows on the talk show segment edition of Beyond the Bell. So this exclusively focuses on Piper's Pit, and you cannot deny that Piper's Pit laid the groundwork for future talk show segments in professional wrestling. And it still is the standard bearer, the marker of what a talk show should be. To get a, to get a rise out of the guests, to promote the storyline, promote the characters on the show. And at the same time, Piper was so good at promoting the other characters, meanwhile, not entirely taking the spotlight and putting it on himself, but at the same time, getting himself over with the fans while helping wrestlers promote their own characters and feuds. Piper was so good at doing that, and no one can deny Roddy Piper's influence and mark in professional wrestling history. And a majority of that is due to Piper's pit. Thank you, Hot Rod, for the memories on the pit. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Highspots.com is an official affiliate of the SNS Radio Network. Highspots is a leading online retailer for professional wrestling and mixed martial arts, offering action figures, DVDs, apparel, championship belts, wrestling gear, and even wrestling rings. Highspots is committed to to be your one-stop shop for all wrestling and mixed martial arts products. Whether you're a wrestling fan, a pro wrestler, or a promoter, you can find what you are looking for at highspots.com. Go to btbcast.com or snsradionetwork.com and click on the High Spots banner and it will take you directly to the High Spots main page where you can purchase everything a wrestling fan could want. By doing so, the SNS Radio Network will receive a kickback which goes directly into improving the network for you fans. So go to highspots.com now and boost your pro wrestling collection. Rowdy Roddy Piper, a true legend in the sport of professional wrestling. Some say he belongs on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Certainly, no doubt, on the Mount Rushmore of the greatest heels in the business. 
the man known as Hot Rod had a career that spanned over four decades and stretched into six. And there are far too many moments and matches to even recall every single one to document because he has had such a career. It's been documented 91 straight nights of appearances. Hot Rod did it all. Fans loved Piper. They loved him for his skills, his talents, his antics, the promos, so much more. What a career for the legendary Hot Rod and Hall of Famer Roddy Roddy Piper. So as we close out this tribute, I thought it's fitting to cover some of the greatest moments and matches of his historic career. Of course, you have to mention WrestleMania 1, Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful against Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, the first main event of WrestleMania. It was all on the line. It was the event that signaled a true turn in the wrestling world, and Piper was in the main event of it. It wasn't one of the greatest matches, but it is an iconic moment and one that will always go down in history as one of the most memorable matches in sports entertainment history. You look at WrestleMania 1, then you talk about WrestleMania 2, the boxing match between Mr. T and Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper spawning from their WrestleMania 1 feud. WrestleMania 12, Roddy Piper versus Goldust, the Hollywood backlot brawl. Both men destroying one another for most half the show and took the match from the ring, down the aisle, to the backstage, to the parking lot, to the highway, and back again. One of the most entertaining matches to ever happen at a wrestling event. The iconic O.J. Simpson footage on the highway in Los Angeles using the white Bronco. Hot Rod and Goldust with the gold Cadillac. What an iconic match and moments for the Hot Rod in his historic career. The 1992 Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental Championship. Piper versus the Mountie. Nothing more needs to be said than that. Than that moment this match being the very first time that Rowdy Roddy Piper had won championship gold in the WWF it was long overdue and well deserved he ended up with tag team gold as well with Ric Flair but this was his first major championship in the World Wrestling Federation yes he won the WWE World Championship but in the Fed the WWF He didn't reach world championship status, but on that night in 92, he became intercontinental champion. I was lucky enough to witness WrestleMania 5. We mentioned it earlier, Piper's Pit with Morton Downey Jr., two of the biggest mouse in the world meeting in Piper's house, a WWF ring. Not only was Downey disrespectful of Piper, but he blew smoke in his face too, a no-no. That resulted in Piper spraying him down with the infamous fire extinguisher, WrestleMania 8. One of the greatest matches, in my opinion, in WrestleMania history, if not the greatest for Roddy Piper himself. For the Intercontinental title, Roddy Piper versus Bret the Hitman Hart, WrestleMania 8. This will go down in wrestling history. Like I mentioned, as probably some say, most say, the best match of Roddy's, of Roddy's career. Some say that Hart brought out the best in him, but others believe that Piper brought out the best in the Hitman. It didn't matter who won. It was Brett, of course, at the end. 
as really the winners were anyone, and they were anyone that watched this match. Brett will state to this day that he believes Piper made him that night, gave him the rub. Very rarely, Piper was willing to do the job. He refused to lose to Hulk Hogan for years, but he put over the hitman on that night, WrestleMania 8. We fast forward to WrestleMania 25. Piper, Snook, and Steamboat versus Chris Jericho, the Legends match. The team of Legends were accompanied by the Nature Boy Ric Flair, they, who the style and profile and best friend of Piper led him to the ring. And this match came about due to Jericho taunting the old-timers for weeks in spirit of the wrestler movie that came out by Mickey Rourke, or with Mickey Rourke in it, I should say. And Mickey Rourke made a presence at WrestleMania that year. Snook and Piper may have been pinned and eliminated by Jericho, but the legends together, all together and in the ring for one more match, was amazing to see. Another WrestleMania match for the Hot Rod. In 2005, who could forget Piper being inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame? Another well-deserved achievement, and one that luckily happened before his passing, of course. Flair's induction, legendary, talking about how wild the Hot Rod was, and his speech thanking everybody. I watched it the other night. True, classy moment, and a great milestone in Piper's career. Another milestone, this time in a controversial sense, was WrestleMania 6, where Roddy Piper painted himself half black as he took on Bad News Brown. There's no doubt that Hot Rod was controversial, but the world wasn't quite sure what to do when he entered the arena at WrestleMania 6. His feud with Bad News had been taken to new lengths, and it's doubtful that this would have even been accepted at all today, especially after the incident with Hulk Hogan recently. But that was a milestone moment in Piper's career. And the story he tells, or he told at least, especially more recently with his podcast, where some of his fellow superstars, I'm not sure, I believe he said Andre the Giant, if I can remember correctly, put a solution or water, something in that paint that was designed to come off after the match, in which it stuck off for days and days, if not, he said weeks, and he had to walk through the airport half black and <laughs> half unpainted. Only the hot rod of Roddy Roddy Piper. Amazing. One of my first moment or earlier moments of watching Piper inside the squared circle involved my dad putting on a tape of Starcade 83, the dog collar match between Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine. If you're looking for a brutal wrestling match, then watch this one. It is full of blood and two men just beating the life out of each other for around a half hour. Piper took the victory and goes into great detail about it on his DVD, which was called Born to Controversy, which I was surprised that wasn't on the WWE Network. I'm sure they'll put it on now uh, under the Beyond the Ring section. But one of my very earlier memories of Piper was this dog collar match with the hot rod and the hammer. Truly brutal match. And then, of course, the iconic coconut-smashing moment we mentioned earlier, where Piper smashed the coconut across Jimmy Superfly Snook's head 
slash face on Piper's pit in 1984. Piper once again took things to another level that was way ahead of his time. Even not just in wrestling, but for television in general. Piper and Snuka had a huge feud, and it came to a boiling point on Piper's pit. And that iconic moment will be remembered and seen forever. Another earlier moment I remember of Piper, it was him running down the Cow Palace. Back in the day, the Cow Palace was one of the most well-known wrestling venues in the entire country. Workers loved to hone their craft in that San Francisco arena. Piper seemed to be on another level when he was there. His promo from 1985 was when Piper was reaching his peak as a heel. So while the place was loved by all when the cameras weren't on, Piper's job here was to verbally run them down. He did in such grand fashion. Piper teaming up to wrestle Chris Jericho. The promos leading up to that was legendary from the Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper, and which was rare at the latter portion of his career, but it showed how good the Hot Rod was on the microphone. Piper's first retirement match, WrestleMania three. In 1987, and by that time, at that point in his career when it rolled around, Piper had decided that he needed some time away from the business. And he's been wrestling since he was 16 in the 70s. And a break was much needed for the hot rod as he planned to go into Hollywood. As, of course, we know the successful They Live. But in front of 93,000 fans, we witnessed Piper take on the adorable Adrian Adonis. Now, this this match wasn't a technical classic or anything, but there was always something special about seeing 93,000 fans go out of their minds, realizing that this was the last time they would see, or the last, at that point, time they would see Hot Rod inside the squared circle for a while. At the time, they didn't know how long he'd truly be gone, as we come to find out, of course, though, Piper would, be make, would soon make his return a few short years later in 89. But however, before then, that's when he was getting himself recognized on the Hollywood scene, really in a, main, in a mainstream way. And really, before even really Hulkamania burst through into Hollywood and had very minimal success, Hot Rod, surprisingly, I read this, I heard this statistic, I think, via Wade Keller, 24 major film roles he had in Hollywood. That's crazy for the hot rod. Amazing. And it would lead to a saying that will live forever. Aside from working in the ring, Piper was most well known for his infamous Piper's Pit interview segments like we mentioned. But during these little sit-downs, Piper would generally go out of his way to be as sarcastic as possible. And of course, to piss people off. One time he made the wrong person mad, Andre the Giant. Yes, Piper had the audacity to anger the large legend, the large Hall of Fame legend, so much so that at one point in the interview, he had lifted Piper up by his shirt with one hand onto the table in front of him. Piper insisted for the longest time that he assist by jumping at all. And this was via Andre being so strong. In typical Piper fashion, though, when Andre departed, he started talking his smack once again, of course. And it ended up giving us a quote that would become timeless. You do not throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun. 
amazing. And this would tie together with the one-liners Piper will be so known for. And in Hollywood, via the movie They Live, arguably, it's hard to argue even, the most popular movie that Roddy Piper was ever in, directed by John Carpenter, where he had the infamous line, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Piper and those one-liners, so classic. What can you say that was not said about the hot rod? Personally, I love Roddy Piper. I was a Hulkamaniac, don't get me wrong. And in turn, that means I should hate Roddy Piper, right? I'll try to get this posted on my Facebook as well as ringannouncing.com. I think it may be up now. If not, I have to take it down when we switch servers. But I'll try to put it back up over the next few days. Was one not just my Hulk Hogan costume made when I was, uh, I think, uh, four or five. But another popular costume of mine was that of the Hot Rod. My mom made the kilt, belt, with the Hot Rod shirt and all. And I used to hike up my tube socks <laughs> to, to signify the boots that the Hot Rod would wear. And I would grab my toy microphone and have my wooden fold-out chair and host Piper's Pit on my favorite blanket, of course. That was my Piper's Pit segment. I love the Hot Rod for his gift of gab. Piper was one of the few, the very few, in professional wrestling to burst into the mainstream. People love to credit the Hulkster, Hulk, the Hulkamania itself, with being the first real American, or real, I'm sorry, real, <laughs> real American, real mainstream star in professional wrestling. However, you can make an argument that around the same time, Piper did it as well. He broke through. As a matter of fact, Piper's bursting onto the mainstream may have been more impressive. He did so by also showing that he can be one of the best heels in the business, one of the best heels the business has ever seen, at drawing straight heat. He did that while breaking through a mainstream, which was even more difficult than Hulkster being the icon, the hero, being loved by all in wrestling as well as being loved by all in mainstream media. Well, when it comes to drawing heat, nothing topped the night involving Cyndi Lauper. Cyndi Lauper, who was at the time maybe the biggest music star on the planet, was being presented a gold record in the middle of the ring inside Madison Square Garden. It was supposed to be a nice little ceremony. That was until Piper came out to ruin the entire thing. The rowdy one came out, smashed the record over Captain Lou Albano's head, body slammed uh, Cindy's manager, David Wolf, and then proceeded to kick Cindy Lauper in the head. Yes, such straight heat. It should be noted here that Piper did a great job of making the kick on Cindy look pretty real while not hurting her at all at the same time. Some say that on this night, Roddy Piper became one of the most hated men in America. That was how big Roddy Piper was. I remember seeing footage of him in Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, wearing the checkered green and yellow tights. He stood out even there with his gift of gab, all the way through into the WWF WrestleMania 1, the Rock and Wrestling Connection. Through his retirement, mainstream movies, they live... I remember Body Slam. I was addicted to Body Slam. I remember watching it once and said, is that Roddy Piper? 
and I just love that movie. I watch it over and over again. A professional wrestling movie, a professional wrestling theme movie, I love it. And my love for Piper grew and grew through him leaving the WWF, joining WCW, the Hall of Fame, through the Piper's Pit podcast, which I was so excited to hear on a weekly basis. It felt like I was having a call, a conversation with Piper, with the Hot Rod every week. It just made us grow closer to him. But in turn, tonight, we celebrate the legendary Hall of Fame career of the Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper. You certainly, for sure, will be missed on a daily basis. And I'm sure your memory will live on in the spirits and the careers of all the current superstars in the industry. You look at superstars like Dean Ambrose that has the hot rod quality inside him, that fiery personality. Some thought Brian Pillman was the next hot rod. Dean Ambrose has that quality, that gift for gab, and that pure intensity. And I hope, I'm sure, I hope, but I'm sure though, the superstars, the superstars of today will carry on the legacy of the Hot Rod, Roddy Roddy Piper. Don't worry, fans. We will be back to cover the Hot Rod's career in great detail on a future installment of Beyond the Bell. But tonight, this was exclusively to relive and remember the legendary career of Roddy Piper. Piper's Pit, one of the greatest segments of all time. The Miz said it best. He had a great promo this past Monday on Raw talking about the hot rod in Piper's Pit. I'm glad we can go back in the Beyond the Bell archives to relive some of the greatest moments in Piper's Pit history. And we talked tonight about some of the greatest matches and memorable moments of the hot rod's career. Roddy, we will miss you forever. Thank you so much for for what you've done. And we are lucky as fans. We can relive your career on a daily basis via YouTube and the WWE Network. And I'm sure we'll go back. I definitely will. And watch all your promos, all your matches. For me, I can't wait to go back to watch Brett versus Piper from WrestleMania 8. I want to go back to watch his documentary, of course. I already watched his Hall of Fame induction. And I want to go back to some of the Tuesday Night Titans uh, episodes as well as uh, some of the other uh, commentary pieces that the Hot Rod would do, so I can hear how personal, personal the the how. I also want to go back and watch some of the Tuesday Night Titans and Primetime Wrestlings, in which we could hear Roddy Piper really get the vocal side of his career out there and really see the true personality of the Hot Rod. That's just a few of the shows on my queue to watch for Piper. And I plan on having another episode on Beyond the Bell covering just the greatest promos of Piper's career because he's sure. Oh, he could lay down a promo. But tonight, one more time, we remember the hot rod, Roddy Roddy Piper. Thanks again, Pipes, as some would call him. Thank you for the memories. Thank you for the just pure entertainment you provided for decades and decades. As we wrap up this special tribute show, we'll take it home with some old school music. I was initially going to wrap it up with Amazing Grace in the tone of the bagpipes, but 
I don't want it to be too uh, sad and, de- and end it on a too depressing of a note. So instead, let's go back to the wrestling album in which the Hot Rod, Roddy Roddy Piper, was the artist for the title song for everybody. So I thought, let's smile at the end of this special tribute show rather than leave off on a sad note. So we'll take it home with the Hot Rod leading us in to For Everybody. So fans, until next week, I want you all to stay rowdy, my old school friends. Thank you, Hot Rod, for all the memories. And I'm sure all of us, once we figure out all the answers, I'm sure in spirit of the Hot Rod, will change the questions. Good night, everybody. You play.